Welcome back to another episode of the Open Pantry Podcast. I'm your host as always, Sean DeVries. Thanks so much for tuning in for another episode. It is fantastic to have Alan Borges back for his second time on the podcast as we talk about all things restaurant coaching, how to get the best leadership within your team, team culture, and of course, restaurant automation and how that's going to change leadership into the hospitality industry. Let's get into it. I hope you really enjoy the episode. All right, welcome to another Open Pantry podcast. Great to have you on the episode. Great to be here at Abacus uh, in Melbourne, in Chapel Street. Amazing to be here with Alan. Alan, thank you so much for joining me back for another episode. You're our first Yes. Double. Oh no, second. First. You're our second. No, you're our second person to come back twice. Oh, okay. I apologise. You're not the first. Damn it. But you are the first on the podcast ever. <laughs> I'll pop the chair. <laughs> set the standard. Probably wasn't very high set, but it was, we started. Now, <laughs> Alan, to, back. to give um, to give some context, you're a restaurant leadership coach focusing on high performance and team culture with inside restaurants. Yes. What does that mean that's for a the big, normal that's a, that's average a long Joe? Tongue twister. Yeah. Uh, I actually, when I came up with that, I still don't like it, but it's I've noticed that people want to label you. Yes. <laughs> so I sort of give yeah. them that. Yeah. Um, so what does that mean? Because I know you don't like being called a coach, right? No, I don't like yeah, that. Yeah. But I still, the thing is, coach in there. Yes. That, yeah, yeah. Uh, coach can be so many things, and I notice that even banks are starting to call them. So yeah, that's coach true. Yes, a coach. Because it's yeah, a your money thing. coach. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Money yes, coach. Yes. Yeah. So I'm there to help uh, owners with their team because a lot of the struggles and complaints that I get from uh, restaurant managers and franchise partners is. I've got a problem with Johnny. Mary isn't doing this. They're sure. not doing why. Uh, so many things. And my job is to ensure that, to, to bring the light to the franchise partners and say, hey, it's actually your fault. Yes. And this is why. Mm-hmm. So it's about bridging, bridging that gap and just changing the mindset of the owners mm-hmm. uh, to help them understand that. And it's not always a nice conversation can get pretty hairy pretty hairy, right? uh, but some people are open yes. and some aren't yes. so that's where the challenge is in my, in my, in my role what's, what's been the ratio of the ones who are open as opposed to the ones who aren't open in your experience doing the coaching look I think we briefly talked about it before yeah the owners have gotten houses on the line yeah other people's money on the line yeah and the ego on the line e- yeah well ego is the biggest thing mm-hmm. Uh, that stops people from moving forward, definitely. Yes. Because of that, it's it makes my job a bit easier because they've when I get the call, it's because they've they've got nowhere else to go. I don't know what to do, so sure. they're more open. Yeah. So I think that there's a point where they go, they've tried everything, uh, they can't get sleep. They, they've just got stress and they just can't think of anything else bar this and how to get out of it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, when it gets to that point. Yeah, okay. And what's what? Ga- how long have you been doing a coaching role with restaurants before? Like, what sort of led you to become a, a restaurant coach? Yeah, look, so I started diving on this probably about four years ago when I sort of, okay, I, I want to get out of operationally, uh, yes. the operation game and get into the support aspect of it. So it was about four years ago. What got me into it? A lot of self-reflecting, thinking, okay, what am I going to do now? Yeah. I was 
1930. Yep. Uh, so do you reckon it was a 30-year-old 30, 30 crisis? <laughs> Probably. <Yeah. laughs> no, it's just, I think there's a point where we all get, we want something more or to do something yeah. more we want to enjoy. Yep. And I really started thinking back, well, what it is that I do. So I did a lot of soul searching and looking yeah. online about yeah. how, how do I know what I'm going to be, mm-hmm. what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. Um, and there was a, lot of, a good question that said, look back at what you enjoyed doing when you were a young kid so somewhere between seven and nine what did you really enjoy to do yeah and i just kept coming back to watching movies and i go okay watching movies what am i going to be a movie critic (laughs) (laughs) i can see that actually but my cousin is yeah yeah he's really good good money um no but he's on a local radio station okay yeah there you go (laughs) He's, he's doing really well but to tie back into the 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 movies is because whenever I watch I know a good movie is when I get moved emotionally whether it's I get angry or generally if I shed a tear or cry right I just get that feeling inside yeah like that's really powerful yeah well how can I do that I don't want to be movie critic but how can I incorporate that into hospitality yeah where has that happened before and mm-hmm. I've gotten that when I had sit downs with a team member yep. and had a conversation which has led them to improve or help them in some way okay. uh, and that feeling that I get and the conversations that I get sorry the conversations that we've had I just get like choked up at sometimes to to the point where I almost shed a tear I can yeah, feel, right. feel the wind and that the uh, reason I get that way is because of, I know that we're moving into a good direction mm-hmm. um, in our relationship. Yeah. And it just felt good. And I said, okay, I want more of that. How can I do more of that? And right. I said coaching, then I research coaching, and then that led me to to where I am today. So I love having those one-on-ones yeah. with, um, with whomever it may be. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the answer to the next question, you have to have a choice. You can't say both, right? Okay. <laughs> what's what's most important, leadership, great leadership, or great team culture? Uh, leadership, yeah. Why is that? Probably, I want to say that was probably very clearly. I'd say leadership. Yeah. Because the culture will come from the leadership. Okay. Uh, there's no bad team. There's no bad teams. It's, it's bad leaders. Yes. And we've seen that, and I know that you've seen that, mm-hmm. we're a struggling restaurant. Mm-hmm. Swap, swap the managers, yeah. and you see a change. Mm-hmm. Uh, within the first weeks, you yeah. start seeing that culture shift. It's amazing how quick it is. It's, it? it's Especially no, how long you take to make that decision to let that person yeah. go. Yeah, and, and when you say this to people, struggling restaurant owners, you go, really, just a couple of weeks? Yeah, yeah. you just got to get your shit together. Yeah, that's <laughs> So true. Um, so that's why I say leadership is such a critical thing, and mm-hmm. it's definitely not easy. Mm. Um, it's a balance. I've mm-hmm. been learning uh, recently. It's a balance of everything. Yeah. You do need to micromanage some people. Yeah. Some people you just got to pull back. Yeah. Yeah. You, there's there's such it's a balance. There is definitely a grey area in leadership. That's why it's it's hard. It's not easy. How do you find how do you find that balance when you're working with different leaders? How do, is that? Do you think that's just your experience now that you can understand it a bit more? Is that you having a high level of self-awareness, as I know you do? Like, Yeah, both both those yeah. things. So experience, okay. not just me, but it's the experience that the owners have. Yes. And the awareness. And yes. sometimes the awareness doesn't come until you have a... If I have a sit down with somebody and just let them be aware of it, I mean that's why it's so great to have our coach yes. or somebody to help you yeah. um, in those 
in those moments to help you make you realise. Mm. Some of us can be more aware of it. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, look, I just spoke to Jenny this way, and she reacted completely different to why the way I thought it was. So maybe you should approach it differently. Sure. Um, but if you don't have that awareness, that's what struggles. Mm-hmm. And then ego, uh, like you mentioned before, that gets in the way. Of she just doesn't get it. Yeah. Rather than looking from within. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. It follows in so well into my next question. I knew you were going to ask that way. So my next question that is... That good. <laughs> what's, what's the best leader you've worked under? Uh, uh, it's probably started with my Hungry Jacks district manager, okay. uh, Dave Welsh. Uh, so we're talking very, early 20s here? I was, in, I, was in a, I was in my late teens. Yeah, right. And he'd only visit once or twice a month. Every time he'd show up, I'd be pumped. I'd, I'd love it because um, I knew I was going to learn something from him. Mm. Um, just his demeanour. Yeah. Um, he only showed emotion when it's required. Right. And, and it may, may sound very cold-hearted and yeah. what does that mean but no, 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 you no. need to be able to I guess regulate your emotions yeah. when you're under pressure or because you're, you're responsible <laughs> for a group of team right so yeah he was a, a, a big inspiration for me he gave me feedback always whether that be uh, positive or constructive yeah um, and the way that he made me feel was key for him to be a great leader and influencer for me Right. So, again, coming back to that feeling, yes, it's how we make people feel is what is going to change somebody's way. Just mm. like when we put a plate of food in front of somebody, if we mm. don't get a, a reaction from that customer, yes, where they're put back, or yeah, or yeah. just something, then yes. they're probably not going to come back, or they haven't yes. really moved. Yes. Uh, so, same with that engagement with people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you need to be able to make people uh, react in some way emotionally. Mm. Do you think, we're talking about reaction with food, I want to just talk about that for yeah. a second. Do you think the advent of sort of social media and people getting, using the experience or the excitement or the plate drop or anything like that, and using social media as part of that, do you think there's a genuineness with customers in, in when food is brought to a table and that wow factor is, as it used to be maybe when we used to sort of start our career? As in customers appreciating the, yeah, the, yeah, the food, they're, they're more knowledgeable about correct. it now. Yeah, correct. Look, yeah, agreed. Yes. And I think if you just look at Instagram, a lot of the pages look similar. Yes. And their food looks great. Yes. Restaurants are uh, high calibre. Yes. But at least in my opinion, I'm not a professional photographer, but to me they look very similar. Yes. And yeah, But totally that's what agree. people like to see. Yeah. They want to see... And we've, we've, I've looked at this... People holding a plate of food get yeah. less engagement than just a plate of food. Yes. And to me, that's surprising because you'd think yeah. well, people you'd want to see a smiling face or that. Yeah. But uh, again, I'm not a social media expert, but that's yeah. just what I've seen from looking yeah. at people's likes and engagement. Yeah. You're more engagement on food than, than on that. Yes. Um, but that's that's, not, that's a side topic. Yes. Uh, yeah, I think people are more aware of what they want and what they need mm. the expectation that they have mm-hmm. it's quite high mm. the only reason I ask I think we're, we're reaching a, a really interesting point in restaurants and cafes and bars 
where now we're almost focusing too much on the experience for the gram than and social yeah. media more broadly than anything else. When you go into certain bars, especially in America with this happening at the moment, where you'll go and, you know, you'll go buy and Anja, Bollard, you know, Moe or whatever, <laughs> and then that you can get sparklers on it, right? Oh, so when okay. it comes out to you, it's sparklers yeah, everywhere yeah, yeah. and all this kind of stuff. So that everyone knows what you've got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just wonder yeah. if that's going to come into food somehow. We're, we're seeing it with, you know, uh, uh, with smoke and, and all that kind of stuff billowing out of yeah. foods and stuff, which is very, very cool. I just wonder how far it's going to go. Oh, look, I mean, you see Heston doing these things yeah. and it's getting... Good point. Good point. It's... Um, I forget the other chef's name, but it's... Yeah, and that's what entertains people yes is that yeah. is that what's going to draw people into mm. restaurants well, mm. I think it depends on on the city you're in yes um, true yeah. some you know if you're not in a big city you might be in a town where people mm. just want that that wholesome yeah. friendly friendly face and yes. a good and, and a good serving food yeah um, but yeah I think it seems like a lot of restaurants are going out of the way to prepare for stuff service food yes for, for the Instagram yeah <laughs> the Instagram yeah that's um, it and hey if that's what's going to get them followers and likes then great yep but I guess okay well what's the purpose of that are you going to get a conversion is that going to bring them into the restaurant yep. if no then you probably want I would want to think well why am I spending so much time on this if they're just yeah I'm increasing my likes and my exposure online but is that bringing is that uh, people working? in the door yeah that's it that's the, uh, the other thing how do you think automation is going to change leadership in restaurants? Automation, like what specifically? Like, oh. like robots doing jobs of chefs and cooks, oh, yeah. and um, even automatic baristas and that kind of stuff that are yeah. going to happen with self-tamping machines. And yeah, I've seen kind of I've seen a couple of um, robot arms in a in a kitchen in an automated kitchen where yeah. everything's yeah. Look. I think it's interesting. It's fascinating. Uh, I, I'll be. I don't. For me, I really don't think it'll. There'll be restaurants like that for sure. I'd try it. Definitely want to go try it, see it, experience it. Mm. Would I be back there often? Probably not. Yeah. Um, it, it sort of reminds me to get uh, this TV show that I was watching about people who may have their own hotels. Yes. And like it's, but it's their home. Oh, and they, yeah, I, th- I think that's, yeah. that's the one. Yeah. And yeah. they just decked it out all to, to the 1950s mm. memorabilia. was mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. But it wasn't a reoccurring destination. It's yes. like, I'll try, I'll use, I'll be in there, take the photos, and I won't mm-hmm. be back. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the sort of thing I think will happen with, uh, and I love tech. Yes. I'll try that for sure. Yeah. But I think at the end of the day, people want to go to be served um, by humans. Yes. And that connection. And people always gather around food. Um, so it's people. Mm. And it's always going to come. I find it, I'd be very, very surprised if it's the robots is the generator, is the new thing that's going to take over uh, all the current hospitality. I think it would be interesting how it plays out. The reason I ask that is because we both know probably the biggest challenge for most venues delivering on experience and delivering on proper leadership is wages. Yeah. Wages are extremely high <laughs> because now people are actually paying the proper wages, which yeah. is fantastic. And, you know, we see, we've seen self-serve kiosks into fast food the last five years. Yeah. We're seeing 
some self-automation of some coffee. I think that'll come through even stronger as it gets even better. Yeah. Uh, we're seeing economies of scale with food in regards to a lot of stuff being made off-site really, really well, brought into establishments, 90% done, so it's finished off in, yeah. in restaurants. So a lot of cooks, kitchen hands, that kind of stuff in big-level restaurants are now gone. They don't yeah. need to be there. So I just wonder with less people uh, less people in venues actually being part of restaurant teams, if you think that's actually going to change leadership very much? Yeah, it's an interesting point. Good, um, and it's a great observation. And look, I, th- I you know, I'm surprised about how many people just go to this the service station to get the 7-Eleven and just get the dollar coffee. Yeah. It blows my mind how many yeah. people go to it, yeah. and they just want the quick and easy convenience, and yes. it's cheap as. Yes, exactly. So yeah, look, I get it. How 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 is people, how are people going to compete? Well, hey, that's the food's going to be great. There's going to be people. Your people are just going to be great. Yes. You can't afford to be outreach mm-hmm. um, to compete with that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, with your with your coffees and your um, sort of short, quick meals. That's definitely going to compete. Definitely, yeah. I yeah. can see that definitely growing. Yes. Um, however, with the, your dining destination for for dinner, uh, I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah, good to see how it plays out. Yeah, yeah, it's it's worthwhile to staying ahead of the curve mm-hmm. and just see hey, what's what's happening, what's happening, what what can I do, mm-hmm. um, and just look at your look at your team, look at your current team right now. I'm gonna say if you've got somebody that shouldn't be there, then what are you, what are you doing about it? What are you doing? Yeah, how are you how are you working with that person? Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Last question to you, Alan. What's the biggest? If someone wanted to change their team culture, their staff culture, make it better. What's the one thing that is on top of your list that they could do to actually improve their staff culture? Well, one thing. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty... I'm giving you some hard questions today. Yeah. There's no grey today. It's all black or white today. I like it. I like <laughs> the pressure. The one thing... And the, it comes from the leader. Yeah. The... I think the, the vulnerability that leaders should show um, within themselves is very important because you build trust um, you sort of bridge the gap between hierarchy that you're the you're the owner yeah yeah uh, you're you're, you're below uh, because building rapport relationships that's essentially i guess the the foundation and that will come with owners being more vulnerable not thinking that they know it all yes um that to me is probably step one because mm-hmm. um, there's multiple other things that are required. Uh, sure. Like I said, but you're only just asking for one. Yes. So, yeah, that leads to so many other channels. Mm-hmm. But if you're not willing to take ownership of your mistakes, again, being vulnerable, putting your ego aside, um, be vulnerable, mm-hmm. build relationships with the people who you probably wouldn't normally build relationships, as in if you've got a team of 20. Yeah. Out of that 20, there's generally one person that you just don't connect with True. Uh, a lot. Yeah. So what are you doing about it to sort of put your ego aside, yeah. be vulnerable and make that connection? Yeah, totally. Uh, and just being more human. Mm-hmm. So I think that all ties down and uh, comes out being vulnerable. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, cool. So be vulnerable. So. I like it. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Simple. Yes. But it's, uh, it's, it's, I think it's a step one. That's really cool. Step one. I think you're going to go there and I appreciate you. Yeah. Um, Alan, what's the best way for people to find out about you and what you do? Mate, uh, our, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, generally more on Instagram, yep. LinkedIn. Yep. Um, follow me on Alan Borges A to B, the letter A, number two and B, Alan yes. Borges A to B. Yep. And reach out. Easy done. Yeah. Alan, thanks so much for your time. Pleasure, mate. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me again. Well, I hope you really enjoyed that episode of the Open Pantry podcast. It was great to have Alan back for another episode. Amazing insights there into restaurant leadership. So as Alan said, if you want to follow him, he's on great on LinkedIn, great on Instagram, alanborges.com as well as his website. Check him out. Well worth it. Thanks again for uh, tuning in for another episode and hope to see you on the next one.